You know, there's a, a phrase they use on the streets, usually kind of the gangland style. In fact, in some places, this phrase can be used because of an eyebrow movement or you've got the wrong kind of shoes on or you've got a bandana and it's hanging out of a specific pocket in a specific color. And that phrase is called dis. Dis. It's an abbreviation for, it's a, it's a colloquial term, if you will, in the streets. To diss someone is to disrespect them. To disrespect, to dishonor in the streets. That's not just fighting words. In a lot of places, that'll get you killed. There are places around the world where a woman walking without the right head, co <clears throat> right head covering or clothing on is a diss of someone's religious beliefs, and that'll get you killed. Literally, get your head chopped off with a machete in the streets, everybody watching, and it is the law, so there is no law against that punishment. you got to understand what I'm talking about when I say a dis. Dis is a root, and that's what I'm going to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And unless you've been living under a rock somewhere over the last few days, you've seen and heard about the brouhaha at the Oscars. If you haven't, just go look it up. But everybody in the world seems to have an opinion on whether or not one individual who opened his mouth and said something disrespectful and dishonoring should just be written off as, well, it was a joke. It was meant to be funny. Everybody else laughed. And the other individual who responded to it, if he went too far because he stood up for the honor of his spouse. Now, a lot of people are trying to paint this into the corner of toxic masculinity. There's never a right time for violence, they might say. And while I agree to a large extent that violence is not the answer to everything, and a good conversation most of the time will bring violence to an end, let me also remind you of this. There are people on this planet who will kill you over your tennis shoes. You cannot talk them out of that. There are people on this planet, they might even live in your town, who will slit your throat to drive away in your car. Not because your car is all that precious, but because it's quote, clean, meaning it's never been involved in a crime. Therefore, if they get pulled over, until it's been reported, they don't consider the car a threat. So they will use it in a major crime after they've stole, stolen it from some sweet old lady at the gas station or at the stoplight. They have no problem with that. These kind of people live in your hometown. I promise you that to be true. So what does that have to do with what happened at the Oscars? We have reached a place in our society, and I hate that this is true, but when I was growing up, if I said something out of line, if I said something wildly inappropriate, if I said something disrespectful or dishonoring, my teacher, my principal, my coach would lay one on me, perhaps with a paddle, and then call my mother and tell her, this is what we did and this is why, and I would get another one when I got home. Today, it's the other way around. 
A student might physically assault a teacher in a classroom, and the teacher can say nothing about it. The teacher can do nothing about it. I know I've had conversations with school teachers who resigned at 30 because their four or five years out of college of teaching in the schoolroom became so violently threatening that the eighth graders were beating up the police officers in the classroom with video cameras on the wall, uniformed police officers. And because of the way our society is restructured recently in the last, say, generation, the student would be backed up by their parents who are looking for a litigious lottery winning to sue the school and sue the police department and sue the pants off of everybody involved to make sure that they get rich off their child's misbehavior rather than their child's misbehavior being corrected. My friends, this is a leadership problem. This is a significant leadership problem. I'm not kidding. When I say there are places around the world where you will have your head removed, your hands removed, your freedom removed by the words that come out of your mouth. And yet today in our American society, we think if we say something absolutely asinine, horrifically offensive, all we've got to do is throw JJ behind it, just joking, just kidding, <laughs> LOL, and suddenly it's okay to be an idiot. Suddenly, it's okay to be as rude and demeaning as you want to be. It's okay to take someone's stuff. I saw a post the other day. I don't know if it was joking or not, but we're reaching a point. You can steal up to $950. And in most places now, sadly but true, it's not even a misdemeanor. You might get a ticket, like a Class C, like you're good for parking your bicycle in the middle of a handicapped spot or leaving your bicycle on the sidewalk or maybe spitting on the sidewalk. It's up to $950 worth of theft is considered the same category as that. This is going the wrong direction when it comes to correcting the ills of our society. This is not going the right way. But if you can get away with saying and doing pretty much anything you want to, then you can steal anything you want to. I watched a video of someone with a cell phone following a guy around Home Depot. And the guy was literally, took a pair of wire cutters off the shelf and he was going by all the devices, all the high-end electronics and tools that have the little wire things around them with the detector on them so you know if they've been stolen. And he was snipping those off, dropping them in the floor and tucking the devices under his arm. At one point, he had three or four devices under his arm and one in his hand and he was trucking toward the door. An employee slapped one of the uh, items out of his hand like a fumbled football. He looked at him with a threatening look and then took off toward the door anyway with the remaining ones that he had in his hand. That's boldness. That's the kind of boldness, in fact, that allows someone to tell a joke that dishonors and disrespects someone else and expect no repercussions. There's got to be a line drawn somewhere. Somebody who's willing to stand up and clothesline the shoplifter and say, sorry, I didn't see you there with the $10,000 worth of merchandise you were stealing and expecting to get away with it. I saw another video. The title of the video was, quote, Hellcat drivers are different. And they show a guy wrestling three different cops in uniform. Now, these cops are not being violent. They're simply trying to detain the guy. He fights them off, fights back, fights through the taser, gets in the car, and nearly runs one of them down with his car as he speeds off in his Hellcat. And that is being celebrated by this particular community of people who watch videos.
Now, the meme that I saw that I don't know if it's serious or not was two stakes in a package with the security fencing around them like you might see on high-end electronics as sold at Walmart. Now, see, we've reached a problem in our society. This dis, this disrespect, this dishonor is also disruptive to society. And it also sows a lot of discord. But you need to know something. This is not a seed. This is a root. And those are different. The root tells me that the seed was already planted. And the seed that was been, has been planted is already beginning to take its fertile ground and grow. And as it grows, guess what? It bears fruit. Do you know what the fruit of disrespect, dishonor, discord, and disruption are? Outright rebellion. And when outright rebellion comes, then you're right on the cusp of chaos and revolution. Just look it up. It doesn't take a whole lot of historic research. But when a society reaches the point where they have no respect for those who would be their leaders, who would keep them in line, who would generally move them in a good direction, who would give them good insight, then you have marauding street gangs and street thugs, and nobody can stop them. They don't fear the police. They don't fear their elders. Watch some of the, the, the gangster movies. Listen to the conversations. There are people who will tell you he's a straight-up OG. And you don't mess with an OG because OG played by different rules. An OG who sees the flag on the wrong side, he will take you out. He might take you out back with a pipe and correct your behavior, or he might just take you out off this earth. We're not talking about going to jail. We're talking about a hole in the ground with your name on it. There's a season when the OGs of the world will stand up to the young bucks and say, it doesn't work like that. I understand that you think because you're young and virile and you have this vim and vigor in you and you have all of the youth and strength, you also have the stupidity of youth. And there's going to be a price to pay. There's going to be a line drawn in the sand that will be a definitive line, not the one that's erased and you back up five steps and you're racing, you back up five steps and you're racing, back up five steps. But the line that says when you cross this one, the consequences are swift, they're immediate, and they're harsh. They're harsh. There's a, a phrase that is used often in the streets. It's used actually by people in finance as well. It's a very good phrase, I think. It makes a lot of sense. The phrase is this. If you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. When you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Personally, I think disrespecting someone else's wife, dishonoring someone else's wife, their culture, their faith, their belief system, their sexual identity, their gender orientation, to publicly display your own disrespect, dishonor for those things, that is a root. It's a root of rebellion that is going to begin to grow and bear fruit. And if you play stupid games, you will win stupid prizes. There's going to be a point that it's going to cost you. Might be a slap in the face. It might be some time in jail. It might be when you pull your gun and shoot at somebody, they're equipped and prepared and they pull theirs and shoot back. And chances are, they're not carrying it for show. They're carrying it because they're trained to use it and they know how, which means they will likely be effective in their defense. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes.
Listen, here's all I'm saying to those of you who lead. You need to be very clear that for every action, there is a reaction. For every stupid game, there is a stupid prize. You also need to be very clear that somewhere along the line, someone is going to draw the line. And I may have lines of my own that I would say, yeah, that, that's not a good idea. But, you know, no harm, no foul in my case. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it go because I can absorb that blow and move on and it doesn't impact me much. An example might be if I'm walking across the parking lot and you're throwing a football and it hits me in the head, I'm probably going to do all my best to grip my teeth, throw the ball back to you and keep walking. If you do it a second time or a third time, now we're going to have a problem. If you do it the first time and I say, hey, control the ball at least until I get across the parking lot, but I'm walking with one of my grandkids and you throw the ball and hit them, now you've crossed the line. And if you've ever seen the old Hulk movies when he said, you won't like me when I'm angry, yeah, it's kind of like that. Let me close with this, though. My favorite of all times, Calvin and Hobbes, was the one that got me hooked on Calvin and Hobbes. The first Calvin and Hobbes I ever saw, the cat is leaning against the tree. And the little boy walks up with a water balloon in his hand, and he says, what will you do if I throw this water balloon at you? And the cat says, imagine the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to you. The thing that you fear the most in this world. And so you see the look on the kid's face and a little thought bubble above him, but nothing in it. And he says, now magnify that times a hundred. And he says, okay. And this goes on for a couple of different frames of magnify that times a hundred. Now that times a hundred. Now that times a hundred. And in the last frame, you see the cat dripping wet, chasing the kid. And he says, why? If you knew what I was going to do to you, why would you throw that anyway? And the kid says, you piqued my curiosity. See, I think we see a challenge right now in global politics. We see a challenge right now in local culture. And it's the same challenge. It's the same problem across the board. And that is that those who have drawn the lines of behavior we will not tolerate... Political corruption, we will not tolerate. Smart mouth, call it a joke if you want to, disrespectful, dishonoring behavior that we will not tolerate. I believe that the society as a whole is just about fed up with laws that say, steal what you want to. We're okay with that. Disrespect people if you want to. Slap people just because they're of another race. Disrespect the old people like the people who've been beaten in the streets just because they're Asian. We, the people, have had enough of that. And as leaders, we need to, in our local environment, in our tiny little nucleus of people whose lives we influence, we need to let them know there is a line. And if you cross it, there are consequences. Let me lay out what some of those consequences might be for you. And as a leader, we need to be very clear on that. There is a place where the tolerance, the absorbing of the blow, the grace to allow you to act out reaches its end. And at that place, you might find that the cat reacts a hundred times worse than you ever imagined. You might think that you can say what you want to because your boss can't fire you because you have a right to work. No. 
You can say what you want to, and it might be the consequence that you lose your job. That's just the way it works. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. But if you think for a moment that in this world we live in, you can dishonor, disrespect, sow discord, disrupt, whether it's a classroom or it's a vote. If you think that you can continue to dishonor, disrespect, discord, and disrupt, and there will be no consequences, you got another thing coming. There is a line. And for some of you, you're going to find that line is a cliff, like driving into the Grand Canyon in the dark. It's not going to be a matter of anybody else bringing the consequences to you. Life itself will consequence for you. When you drive off a cliff, you can't blame anybody. When you fall a thousand feet to your own destruction and demise, you can't blame anybody. When you bring the destruction on yourself because of your mouth, because of your behavior, you can't blame anybody. It's nobody else's fault. You played the stupid game, you get to keep the stupid prize. And the consequences will be yours and yours alone to bear. So be ready for that. And as a leader, you need to be very clear where those lines are. There's a reason there are guardrails on cliffs. There are a reason there are guardrails on winding highways through the mountains. There are reasons that there are fences that say, do not cross with barbed wire at the top and electricity in them because what's on the other side will get you killed. There's a reason. And we need to draw those lines from the time that our children are toddlers until they are executives and working in government. There is a reason that there's a line there. And what's on the other side is a consequence you probably don't want to pay. So watch what you say. Watch how you treat people. Watch how you behave in private and in public. Because if you, as a leader, play stupid games, you will get stupid prizes. And remember, this is a root of a whole lot worse yet to come. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.